Hello, everyone, and welcome to Behind the Badge, a podcast hosted by yours truly, Kaylee Betancourt, where we take a deep dive into the truth behind policing and our heroes in blue. In today's episode, we're going to be continuing our conversation from the last episode, where I explained the importance of qualified immunity and told a story where it came into play. If you missed that episode, please feel free to hop off and go check it out. But without further ado, let's continue on. Now, I left us off saying police reform made it possible for the police officers to be sued by Rahim's mother some five years later. This is due to the police reform's effect on qualified immunity. So let's break that down. What really happens when you take away qualified immunity? Well, by taking away or even limiting qualified immunity, you are now making the job of a police officer 10 times harder. Their line of work requires them to deal with situations as in the case of Rahim, where they must make a split-second life-or-death decision. And in these unfortunate situations, it's either the life of the domestic terrorist, intent on beheading women and violently killing police officers, or the life of the officer doing their job, serving and protecting, with a spouse at home and children waiting for mommy or daddy to hug them goodnight. Ultimately, quote, the loss of qualified immunity would have a profoundly chilling effect on police officers and limit their ability and willingness to respond to critical incidents without hesitation, quoted from USA Today. Now, limiting or taking away qualified immunity, it's the last thing that police need. And yet that is exactly what the police reform bill number 2963 does in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. To make this even worse, police were not consulted during the creation of the House and Senate bills, quoted from CBS Boston. As per this new bill, qualified immunity will be determined by a special legislative commission that consists of 15 members who are tasked with deciding the fate of officers that are involved in situations that may question their qualified immunity. However, this commission is only allowed to have one actual police member, quote, one of whom shall be a member of a police officer's union. Section 115-2631. The rest are going to be men and women appointed in a variety of positions who have absolutely no police background, knowledge, or experience, such as, quote, two of whom shall be the chairs of the Joint Committee on the Judiciary or their designees who shall serve as co-chairs, two of whom shall be members of the House of Representatives appointed by the Speaker of the House, Section 116 Line 2636. Now, this bill is specific to the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, but the movement of police reform is spread out all over the United States and it affects countless police officers. This is simply not right. Frost, the Auburn legislator himself, brings the point that committees and commissions are not uncommon in large associations, such as doctors, nurses, or attorneys. Frost is even quoted in an article by Telegram and Gazette saying, quote, The medical board, as a contrast to the compromise bill, Frost said, is made of doctors. Quote. He's also quoted saying, We're going to have a majority of board members who have not been trained or trained in law enforcement, not been in situations that they can relate to, making a decision on whether somebody should no longer be a police officer or face punishment. Quoted from Telegram and Gazette. Here, Frost perfectly explains the outrageous faults that are found in this bill. You would not ever think to have a realtor on a board of doctors. That doesn't make sense. 
A realtor has never had to pick someone's brain apart or replace someone's knee, but another doctor has, or they've at least experienced the stress of being in the operating room and have experiences in those high-stress situations. They understand what goes into it. Now, officers are going to have to deal with these same situations and make these same difficult decisions because the world goes round and, and life still goes on, but they're going to go into these situations all the while knowing that their fate is in the hands of someone who has zero experience in their shoes. This is ultimately going to lead to second guessing, and split-second decisions have no room for second guessing. The unfortunate outcome will be officers killed by domestic terrorists and bad guys of all sorts because they lacked the protection that they needed to do their job. How can anyone be okay with that? How can anyone vote, create, or agree on a decision that ultimately puts these brave men and women in a position with little to no real protection, no support? It's impossibly outrageous and heartbreaking to say the least. This is what police reform does. It makes one of the hardest jobs even more challenging offering nothing but greater hardships than they already have to face to our officers. For this episode, I leave you with this. How would you feel if you had to kiss your spouse goodbye every morning, knowing that you are watching them take on a job without the necessary tools that they need to effectively fulfill their duties, and in turn, they run the risk of not making it back home? I hope that you learned a little something from this episode, and I hope that I've left you with something to think about. Please join me in our next episode, where I will be interviewing a guest speaker with personal experience and a wealth of knowledge on our topics at hand. But until then, this is Kaylee signing off on Behind the Badge.